Today's episode is brought to you by the Six Figure Sales Funnel mini course. Let me ask you a couple of questions. What if you had actual dream clients joining your email list in droves? Now I'm talking about people who can't wait to work with you and pay what you're worth. And what if you knew exactly what to write in every single email? So those same people obsessed over you and snapped up your offers the minute they went live. Attracting the right clients and creating an email marketing funnel that connects, captivates, and converts isn't as complicated as you might think. In fact, it's the fastest and easiest way to fill your calendar with clients. Now, if you wanna make six figures or more, you need a repeatable system to find your ideal clients and bring them through the steps to become paying customers. The Six Figure Sales Funnel mini course is a proven framework that teaches you how to attract the people you actually wanna work with and create an email marketing funnel that sells your signature offer on autopilot. For just $37, you get instant access to five modules with video lessons, cheat sheets, and workbooks and three juicy bonuses that will teach you how to grow your list fast and snag a slew of dreamy clients willing to pull out their wallets the minute your offer goes live, even if you're new to email marketing. Check out the link in the show notes for all the details. You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to help you become known in your niche, attract the people you actually want to work with, and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week I'll be sharing tips and strategies and chatting with other online business experts to show you how to charm your audience and turn your browsers into buyers. If you're ready to render the competition irrelevant, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm moving into part two of my story and sharing how I went from charging $35 an hour when I first started out as a copywriter to selling $10,000 packages and having my first five-figure months in just over a year into my business. Today's five-star listener review comes from the username GG Virtual Solutions, and it says... Christy always strives to share her copywriting knowledge to other female entrepreneurs to see them grow and scale their business. This podcast is great for those wanting to learn more about engaging their audience, wanting their readers to open their emails, and learn all things business. She provides lots of resources and tips to follow. If you want to learn more about email marketing, increasing your email open rates, and from amazing guest experts, this is the podcast to subscribe to. Thank you so much for that amazing review. That just makes me so happy. I'm glad that the content is resonating with you and you know that you're finding some tips that you can actually use in your business. That's really what it's all about. Now, in last week's episode, I gave you sort of the backstory of how I got into copywriting and the years that led up to me creating a successful business. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go check it out because I know that from the outside, it might look like, you know, I just woke up one day and decided to become a copywriter and had this booming business, but that's not actually how it all went down. Shocker, right? So for today's episode, I thought, you know, kind of the most helpful thing that I could do would be to give you a rundown of the steps I took to scale my business to this point, what I'm working on now and my plans going forward, because there are some things that have worked really well, 
Some things, you know, I started but just wasn't that into, so I changed course. And some things I haven't done yet, even though I know I should. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else, and I'm learning things as I go. So in the interest of transparency, I'm just going to lay it all out there and hope that you're going to learn something from my wins and my mistakes. So the very first thing I did to make more money my first year in business was to raise my hourly rate. And I did this several times, in fact. Now, for me, raising my rates was hella scary, (laughs) The first time I did it, I, I did have plenty of work and I knew you know, that that increased demand meant it was a good time to increase my prices, but I also worried that I wouldn't get new clients if my prices went up. The reality is you know, charging $35 an hour just wasn't sustainable because it didn't leave me with much of a profit after paying fees to Stripe and PayPal and covering the costs of all the tools required to run an online business. So although I did raise my rates, I was cautious about it. You know, I raised my rates slowly, bumping them up just $5 at a time every couple months at first. And then, you know, as I got more confident in my abilities and the clients kept coming, I increased them by, say, $10 to $15 a couple more times. And, you know, at that time, I had a couple of retainer clients, and I had to kind of decide whether or not to tell them I was raising my prices because I knew I might lose them. So ultimately, I did decide to also raise my rates with my retainer clients. And, you know, to be honest, I did get a little bit of pushback from one of them about the percentage I was increasing my retainer by. But at that point, I knew I knew the value I provided, right? And I knew what other copywriters were charging and I was confident in my new pricing. But here's here's the, what I want you to take away from that. Even though raising your rates might be super scary, I never lost a client due to giving myself a raise. And it felt pretty freaking amazing to realize that I was the one who was in charge of how much money I made. Now, the next thing I did to grow my business was hire a business coach. And I'm going to tell you, at the time, it was the most money I'd ever invested in one time with any one person. I paid $7,500 to be part of a group program slash mastermind with a few, I think a few one-on-one sessions were included. And then I later added some additional one-on-one sessions. So when all said and done, it was a $10,000 investment and it was a lot of money for me back then. It was very, very scary. Now, you know, that said, I'm somebody who I've always been a big believer in investing in myself and hiring experts who know more than I do. And I value the coaching space, right? My clients are coaches and course creators, and I really believe in the work that they do. You know, I've purchased dozens of courses and memberships. I've worked with a few different coaches, but this this time and this investment was different because there was just something about making that big of an investment that lit a fire under me. And 
as cliche as it might sound, it really changed the way I looked at my business and my role in my business. It was like I immediately flipped the switch from becoming a freelancer who was sort of dabbling in my business to becoming a committed CEO who was willing to do whatever it takes to make it a success. So for me, hiring a business coach was about working with someone who you know, who already had the success I was looking for and somebody who could shorten the learning curve for me so that I could scale my business in a way that was sustainable. At the time, you know, like I said, I had more client work than I could handle and I was barely keeping up with the things I needed to do on the back end to keep my business running. And, you know, as a service provider, holla, service providers, (laughs) I knew I needed systems in place to get some of that time back And I knew I needed to add another revenue stream, but I wasn't really sure what that would look like. So I needed help. And when I took that leap, you know, that's when things really started to change. My coach immediately encouraged me to hire a VA to do the tasks that needed to be done, but not necessarily by me. I really needed to be focusing on the things that generated revenue, right? But You know, like many of us, I had it in my head that I needed to be making a certain amount of money before I outsourced anything. For me, that that amount was six figures, and I was not making six figures. But I also wasn't seeing the big picture, right? Because paying somebody else to create graphics or edit videos and post to social would actually allow me to make more money in the long run because I could focus on bringing in new clients and creating other programs or additional revenue streams. So I guess that would actually be the third thing I did to grow my business. I outsourced, and I outsourced before I was ready. And another one of the hires that I made, another thing that I outsourced was I hired a junior copywriter, which happened to be my daughter. She was in her first year of college, and she had an internship working with an ad agency, creating content for small businesses. So she was sort of doing similar things that I was doing. And I decided to bring her on for the summer and hire her as sort of an intern to help me with research and writing outlines for client blog posts. And the funny thing is getting all this extra help kind of got me addicted to outsourcing. You know, I went from being like afraid to part with any of the money I was making to being like, who else can I hire? Because it gave me my time back, you know, especially when I would have to learn some new skill in order to get something done because it wasn't in my wheelhouse. So outsourcing really relieved a lot of the stress I was, I was feeling because I no longer had to work 10 hours a day. And it gave me the space to be creative and to generate ideas for new projects to grow my business. So at that point, the next thing I decided to tackle while I was working with my coach was carving out a niche for myself within the copywriting space. Now, we hear this all the time, right? There's all this talk about how important it is to niche down. And I mean, it is important in terms of becoming the go-to person in whatever space you're in and commanding higher prices because you're specializing in something. But in the beginning stages of your business, you're just doing anything you can do to generate revenue. I mean, that was certainly the case for me. I was pretty much taking on any job I could get. But when I got to the point where I had more than enough client work 
it was really time to take a look at a couple of things. And the first and foremost, I, I wanted to take a look at what I loved doing. And then what I wanted to take a look at was, you know, what was I really good at? Like, what were the projects that were just blowing my clients away and getting them more leads and more sales? So when I looked back at my first year in business, using, you know, those things as criteria, I settled on specializing in emails, sales pages, and website copy. And, you know, I didn't really love the content marketing side of things. Like I, like I said, I found it very tedious to write social media captions and researching and writing blogs for clients was kind of fun, but I was also doing a lot of interview style blogs for one client in particular, which of course required me to conduct interviews with people. And it just got to be tough as my schedule got more packed to sort of figure out a good time to meet with the person, to have a call. And I was interviewing some people that wouldn't show up a couple of couple of different times when we had a call scheduled. And it would just mess with my schedule for the day or for the week because I'd have to reschedule. It, it got to be a lot. So I didn't love it anymore. But I did love writing emails. And I found that I was really good at it. You know, my clients were getting their highest open rates. They were getting great engagement with their emails. They were getting replies. They were getting discovery calls and sales from their email campaigns for the first time ever. So that was super exciting. And I really loved the challenge of sort of weaving together the right combination of storytelling and copy that reflected my clients' personalities and calls to action that performed really well. But I also knew that I didn't just want to write emails either. I didn't have a problem with specializing in something, but you know, having a little bit of variety, a little flexibility really helps keep me from getting bored. And I could also see how important the connection between website copy and email sequences and sales pages for a signature offer were in terms of the lead gen cycle. So being able to work on all of those three things with clients to not only help them get more leads from their websites, but then help them find a way to build that relationship and convert more of those leads to actual customers and clients was super exciting, especially because they didn't have to rely on an algorithm working in their favor, as we know, you know, is the case with social media, right? So once I decided what I wanted to specialize in and started taking on more of those projects, I was able to really let go of the projects I wasn't so jazzed about and refer them to other copywriters who were into those kind of projects, which leads me to the next challenge I had to face, which was creating offers around these new services and then figuring out how to package them. So remember, up to this point, a year into my business, I was charging hourly. So I had to change my business model and switch from charging my clients for my time to charging a flat rate for packages. Now, for me, this was one of the hardest changes to make because I was so stuck in the mindset of being paid for my time versus my expertise. And I think that's pretty common among a lot of service-based business owners because culturally, that's what we're taught. If you want to make a lot of money, you need to work a ton of hours. 
So I really had to wrap my head around the fact that the final product I deliver to my clients is the asset. That's the important part, right? And it doesn't matter how long it takes me to produce it. You know, over the years, I've created systems and templates for myself so I can, for example, write a welcome sequence a lot quicker than I could in the beginning. That took a lot of time and a lot of trial and error, and I had to figure out what worked and what didn't or like how to streamline my research process. And that's all part of the expertise that I bring to the table. And that's valuable because it gets results. That's, that's what it's about. It's about the results. It's not about the time it takes me to complete each individual project from start to finish. Now, another reason that switching over to packages was so important in my business was that it helped eliminate scope creep. Raise your hand if you know about scope creep. (laughs) We've all dealt with this in some level, right? But basically for me, that would mean a client would hire me for one thing and it would quickly turn into adding another thing and another thing, or they'd want to, you know, hop on a quote unquote quick call to ask me something and I'd end up being on the phone for 45 minutes that most of the time I didn't charge them for because I technically wasn't working on their project. So I'd lose several hours a week that I wasn't being paid for because I had no clear boundaries around what was included with their project and what wasn't. And frankly, I wanted to keep them happy. So switching to packages essentially helped me set the boundaries I needed to set. And it also let my clients know exactly what to expect. When I was creating these packages, it really allowed me to see the value of my process. So I was able to come up with pricing that I felt was a win-win for everybody. So it was those five things. I think, I think it was five things laid the groundwork for that first five-figure month that I had in September of 2019. And I don't know the exact number. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but I made close to $13,000 that that month. And that's gross revenue, not profit. But now there's a couple things that you probably noticed I didn't do to scale my business in the first year. The first thing is I didn't create a passive income product. And the second thing is I didn't work a whole lot on list building, even though I was doing it for my clients and I know how valuable email marketing is. But that's a kind of a cobbler shoes situation, but I am working on that now. So at the moment, I do have a passive income product and it's my six figure sales funnel mini course, which you've probably heard me talk about that teaches a repeatable system to find your ideal clients and then bring them through the steps to become paying customers. So that project I worked on in Q4 of last year, and then I spent the next six to eight months selling it, testing it out, tweaking things, switching course platforms, (laughs) all the things to make sure that I felt confident that the course could deliver what I promised and really create the best experience for my students, even at that low ticket price. Now that I'm happy with that offer and I've become sort of the self-proclaimed queen of outsourcing, I finally have the time to do what I've been doing for my clients in my own business, which is growing my list and connecting with my own community. And this podcast is really part of that strategy. But I also just hired a marketing team to help with ads to get my low ticket offer in front of the people who need it. So there you have it. That is my biz story in a nutshell, so far anyway. 
I hope I've given you some ideas for things that you can implement in your own business or even just a different perspective on a problem maybe you've been struggling with. And I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about anything I've covered in this episode or the last episode where I talked more about my story, I'd love to connect with you inside my private Facebook group, The Copy Connection. It's free and I hang out there a lot. Sometimes I do live workshops or offer free copy audits and Q&As from time to time, but it's also just a great community for women in business. So if you're into that, check it out. Just search the Copy Connection in groups, and I'll also leave the link to the group in the show notes. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Captivate and Convert. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to grow and scale their businesses fast. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this podcast in your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.